Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, episode 18 to be exact, of the I Got Sense podcast. We bringing y'all in a little different today, you know, we fresh off the Christmas celebration. And Shion tends to bring us in with some uh, EP, what you call it, Ed and Paul? Ed and Paul making dollars. Ed and Paul making dollars. So I want to bring in a vibe, you know, something I vibe with a little Raphael Sadiq Q-tip. I ain't mad at you, man. Don't change it up a little bit. I know y'all hear that coin drop in there. Right there. <laughs> you sounding good, man. Ah, uh, you know, I had to change it up a little bit. Got the mic off position right. Yes, little sir. sound yes, check. Sir. Coming with a new energy. But I'm going to bring us in the proper way. It's only right. Yes, sir. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. It is. We got nice views, nice weather. Wintertime, but it feels like summertime. New year right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of folks are looking forward to 2021, but look, focus on what you can control, people, and that's your finances. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andre, the young entrepreneur and creative director of KLE Creations, and your co-host of the I Got Sense podcast. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, the one that knows how to make money. And make your money, make money for you. Shyon Simmons, everybody. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Shyon Simmons, the I Got Sense Investment Advisor, a.k.a. your boy DJ Dividends. What's going on today, man? DJ Dividends. Yes, sir. I got to bring you in the right way. What you want? You want some cash count? You want some coin dropping? You want some, you got to chill? Let me hear you got call, to chill. Baby. Oh, there it go. <laughs> got to get you in the mood. Man, my head bobbing already. I see it. <laughs> like we in the low low or something, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. You're now rolling to the sounds of the IGC. Let's oh, yeah, go. Baby. Oh, yeah. We can keep that. We hey, don't relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. <laughs> We cutting up. Let's talk some shop today, though, Shine. First of all, let me ask you, my brother, how was your holiday? How was your uh, Christmas day? Oh, man, everything uh, was great. You know, I'm not really big on the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a giver. So, uh, you hey, know, it's the season to be given. Yes, sir. And I'm uh, always in a good mood and I feel blessed that uh, my family and loved ones um, were able to enjoy the holidays and I was able to do what um, um, I could do to see them smile. So it's all good for me. That's it. That's beautiful right there. I love the mentality. Always giving back, yes, whether sir. it be knowledge. Of finances Yeah and you know I kind of Grew into this By default Because I was the oldest Of three children So Mm -hmm. I was always uh, The uh, What do they call it I was the uh, I don't know I was the pseudo dad I guess Yeah You know I I had to fill in And kind of step in And fill some shoes Before um, it was my time um, And I just kind of Naturally Took on that role So I've always been A giver all my life Well sounds like uh, Preparation met your destiny And your calling Yes, you know, sir. It was, it was just uh, preparing you for the big shoes that you feel currently. Yes, sir. And even to this day, it's very hard for me to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, all I know how to do is work hard, provide, and just give to others so that that path is a whole lot easier. And, uh, you know, uh, she, Ola Sheena McCurdy, she was the first woman in my life that actually started helping me um, understand that, uh, you know, even when people uh, try to give back to you, it's not your place to uh, turn them down or say no. Absolutely. Uh, more so you need to uh, accept and then uh, take that as a, a offer for you to do even greater things and so I'm learning that now transitioning over into that area that's that balance you got you got your queen by your side to 
shed a different perspective and, and light on receiving gifts. Yeah, man. That's a blessing. Yeah, we're, we're beauty and the beast. And, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> Who's I'm, the beast? I'm the beast, man. I'm <laughs> no home training. You got the show. Wild <laughs> animal. <laughs> if it wasn't for her, bro, I don't know what I'd be doing. So, you know, I always give her the credit. Hey, I ain't mad at that, brother. Behind every great man is an even greater woman, like they say. Well, man, it's almost 2021, so we can't be say behind. We got to say beside. That's it. Ooh. Man, you better get it right over there. You got the show. The, show. the, show. the sister girl's going to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before I end up having all the women on, 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 on me in a bad way and talking... About you got yeah, the women behind that? you, we beside you. Baby. That's not the beehive, is it? Nah, the beehive would be if we said something negative about okay. Beyonce. Okay, it's the uh, black girl magic. Uh, are they they the ones that's gonna be on you? Look, I'm just gonna say it this way: we support black queens. Yeah, we, we love black queens. We we all for it. Yeah, and beside. And y'all are beside and in front of us. Yeah, there you go. We got it. (laughs) As as the Bible says, we are the head, you are the neck that steers us. Yes, sir. There we go. Now we on the right page now. (laughs) Should I do a coin drop on that one? Do a coin drop. (laughs) Did I I save myself? Yeah, I was about to distance myself from you. He's gonna kick me off the pod, huh? You gonna be over here trying to work this, work this soundboard yourself? Man, I, I was sick to take off running like somebody in the food court shooting. You got the show, show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Episode eighteen of the I Got Sense podcast, and uh, we left off on our understanding the fine print series. And before we get started, I just want to give you a heads up. If you hear a little background noise, you know we're halfway outside and mm-hmm. there's kids in the neighborhood enjoying their Christmas gifts, uh, birds chirping, sun beaming, planes going over. So, you know, just take it in. Yeah, we decided to take the uh, podcast outside today uh, down here on the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, get some nice sun, yeah. nice breeze. Them clouds are moving too. Yeah, I feel good, man. Feel great. Beautiful outside today. Got the honest tea. Shout out to them. Y'all can sponsor us, you know. Man, where you at, Coca-Cola? <laughs> we know y'all own this honest tea. Y'all need to come holler at us over you here. You know what I I'm podcast, man. DJ Dividends. Yeah, we tired of looking for y'all. <laughs> but your tea is bomb. I ain't <laughs> <Yeah>. even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking some water right now, though, because I didn't have too much sweets. Mm-hmm. And so we done dropped their name. How many times have we dropped their name in the first 17 um, podcasts? Enough for them to, you know, at least show us a, a little light. Exactly. Don't make us come see you in the streets. Holler at us over here. There it is. You heard it first. DJ Dividends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're going to continue our Understanding the Fine Print series. Uh, today's topic is leasing versus buying a car. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into this one because I bought a car some years ago and I still got it. Yeah, I was hoping to see you uh, pull up on them things the day that we talked about sitting on them 28s. Oh, you know, I ain't putting no 28s <laughs> on this Honda. Now, when I get the NIO, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. oh, that's yeah, going to be baby. a different conversation. Hey, when NIO show up over here, that means we both done, we both done made a fortune. And uh, I, I might be sitting on them things on that uh, E60 model they got. Ooh. <laughs> 
That's the two door. <laughs> that's the. Uh, I think that's the uh, SUV that. Uh, it's ah. a five seater SUV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put some things on that. He gonna have an IGC. Gonna have Ed and Paul making dollars exactly. bumping in that thing. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what kind of system I need in there, but I'm gonna go see my folks. <laughs> I'm gonna go see whoever I need to, and we gonna pull up pumping that uh, Ed and Paul making dollars sitting on them things. Baby. Hey, that's it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's dive right into the bulk of today's conversation. Now, depending on the environment you live in, right, mm-hmm. and the life you live. Having access to to a vehicle can be a necessity or it may be an added unnecessary cost. Holiday season has, eh, it's technically still here, but Christmas has passed. You mm-hmm. know, some of y'all may have had a bow in the car. Yeah. Oh, this is your gift, but you got to make the payments. Yeah. So ask yourself, is this a necessity or an unnecessary cost? Mm-hmm. Now, everyone who has ever been involved with paying for a car by way of lease or purchase has heard by now that a vehicle is one of the worst assets you can own. Yes, it is. And why? Because it depreciates 15 to 20% as soon as you drive it off the lot. Mm, That's I, a lot of money. You heard I them hear, dollars? I heard them dollars over there. Yeah. <laughs> I heard them. Typically when we hear that, that's a good thing, but I don't yeah. know. In this case, it might be a little shaky. So let's talk about the options of leasing versus buying, Cheyenne. Yeah, and, and, and let's start by saying we out here in California where the homes are very, very expensive and most people, um, they don't um, um, believe that they'll ever realize the dream of owning a home here in uh, California. Um, so the next best option out here on the West Coast is what? To go get a car. We see a lot of expensive cars out here and people pride themselves on that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I know coming from... Um undergrad out here in the or we in a not in the LBC but out in the LBC where I went to mm-hmm. school shout out Cal State Long Beach whatnot does everybody know what the LBC is man they better I, dang I should have queued <laughs> up some Long Snoop Beach, Dog. California I should have queued up some Snoop Dogg <laughs> shoot yeah everybody don't know that uh, LBC lingo down here man oh yeah you know Long Beach City yeah there we go I noticed that a lot of kids and uh or young adults in in college, I was one of them myself. Uh, one of the things to do was to get a new car when that hand me down or that bucket you had, you know, mm-hmm. start running dry. Yeah, or start breaking down on you. Um, fortunately for myself, I thought about long term, so I didn't go get the the Charger or the Mustang or the Corvette or the Challenger. I invested in a Honda because I was thinking long term. This was before electric vehicles were really popular. Had a Tesla been out back then, I'd have got one. You didn't think about the Chrysler 300? Uh, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't that. feel. I felt like that was uh, like the 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 dollar store. The knockoff. Um, <laughs> the what's knock, that? The fan knockoff Bentley. Yeah, there you go. That's what that was. <laughs> it was nice. Don't get me wrong, but I yeah, I was just like, nah, that ain't for me. It's a lot of them out here in uh, California though. Between them California and Nevada, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful car, wonderful car. But if I'm a, if I'm gonna get something that's supposed to be something, I might as well just get the something that I'm trying to look like. Okay, you know? I got you. But anyway, um, yeah, like I was saying, uh, purchasing a car is is is, a, is like a fad, especially for young adults, until you realize like their monthly payments is really hitting. Yeah, and that's where I came to terms with, especially because that was a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that I paid the car off, but in hindsight, I could have probably saved a lot of money or invested that elsewhere and have made a lot of money to then go buy a new car and also have some assets under my belt. Right. So, uh, 
Let's talk about that, the pros and cons of of buying a car. Okay, well, let's talk about it. And so, you know, uh, for a long time, all we really knew was to save save up enough money to get the down payment Mm -hmm. and then go down to the dealership. And, of course, as soon as you walk on a dealership, uh, they're asking you um, how much do you want to pay a month for a car note. So, you know, that's kind of like the history behind buying a car. Um, um, As recent as maybe 20 years ago, they came up with the other option of leasing. And so now um, you have those two options when you go out to buy the car. You can either buy it outright or you can go to a leasing option, which tends to be a little bit more cheaper and uh, easier to get in than actually uh, buying the car directly. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the leasing concept basically consists of making payments on the vehicle at a lower rate and then you return the car to the dealer after a certain amount of time but you have to keep the vehicle under x amount of miles yeah so basically the lease is the same thing just like you go down and rent a car for um, the weekend okay um a lease is just a long-term version of that Mm -hmm. Um, and typically uh, the lease is going to be for 36 months um now um however when you do go get the lease um you're gonna um have to have uh your full coverage insurance on it you're gonna still have to get all the scheduled maintenance on it Mm -hmm. and one of the uh key trappings of leasing is they only allow you um, 12 to 15,000 miles per year of miles <laughs> to put on the car and if you go over that that's when you start to see some excessive uh, um, expenses added on to your total bill when you bring it back. So I guess a pro in this day and age especially with COVID and us not necessarily having to travel too much would be to lease a car. You know, yeah. if, now, Your payments and your mileage would be pretty low. Yeah, it'll be lower than if you bought it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big uh, uh, benefits of leasing, though, is it's for three years. So at the end of those three years, you can always take it back. Then you can upgrade to what's the most current latest vehicle. Then, So if you're a person that's one of style and always always want to have the newest thing, so a lease might be a good option for you. It sounds kind of like the... uh the phone upgrade situation right. through a lot of these phone companies, you know, you can add this feature. I know T-Mobile has it. It's called Jump, and you add it onto your phone plan. You pay your phone for like half a month, and you can upgrade for an additional cost, and then you continue paying for the new phone. Basically, it sounds like a way to incentivize monthly payments. Right, exactly. And Lower keep, you, yeah. keep you on mm-hmm. almost like a subscriber type situation. Keep you paying the company yeah, and absolutely. keep you satisfied. I guess the return is keeping you satisfied with the newest of technologies, but you never really own anything. Right, you, and never you got a lot own. of money coming out. Right, yeah. And even with the lease, uh, sometimes you have in those leases where you could take the car back before the three years is up. Oh, okay. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Now, once you take it back, there are going to be some penalties and additional fees for not honoring that full 36 month lease. But you do have that option. That sounds like the fine print, Cheyenne. Yeah, it's always fine print. That's why we're doing this whole series. <laughs> That's here. it. You That's know, it. The, the last the last uh, part of uh, 2020, we've gone through uh, the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has seen how uh, tight money is. Uh, we've realized a lot of things that we took for granted before this uh, coronavirus thing ever hit us. Um, So now going into 2021, that's why we did the understanding, the fine print in these various um, different topics, because now everyone 
um, is going to sit down and start looking at New Year's resolutions. Um, everybody's going to be talking about, uh, you know, they're getting their money right and getting things in order and finally getting serious about handling that business. So this is why we did the whole uh, understanding the fine print in these various areas, because these are the major areas where most people tend to make missteps with their money and then they end up getting behind. And once you get behind, it takes a long time to catch up. Yeah, it's like uh, doing double the work. Yes, sir. It's like a math class back in the day. You mess up a problem, you got to go back and do it again. Should have just did it right the first time. Or if you don't learn how to (laughs) add and subtract, by the time you get the multiplication and division, it's a wrap. wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. (laughs) It's a wrap. It's a whole wrap. (laughs) Yeah, so we we focused on this here, understanding the fine print and talking about buying versus versus leasing a car today is just one of those areas where we see people make a lot of missteps because I know we've all seen the uh, videos post on social media where, you know, someone is blindfolded walking outside the see the big giant bow on the car as a Christmas gift but we don't really understand what all is behind that and yeah. they just do enough to get the car off the lot and now that person that's getting the gift they got to make those payments and all those actual payments because they're buying or those lease payments a lot of fine print there huh yeah a lot of fine print. You know, I was, uh, I know he's talking off air. I'm very grateful that my family didn't task me with that responsibility, uh, graduating high school or college with, uh, the bow on the car. And then mm-hmm. hey, you got to make these payments too. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's double back a little bit. We, we covered a lot already in okay. such a short amount of time. Uh, just to be clear for our listeners, we were talking about the pros and cons of both leasing and buying a car. Let's start off with leasing. So some of the pros just to review are, uh, lower monthly, payments. lower monthly payments. Uh, you get to keep up with the latest styles. You get to keep up with the latest styles. Gotta have the latest styles. You get to return the car, you know, after three years, mm-hmm. if you don't like it and walk away. There it is. Or you get an option to buy the car. If you like it and you want to continue on, you get first dibs on actually buying the car right so you can own it. And then in terms of uh, service, is there some sort of incentives with getting the vehicle serviced because it's a leased vehicle? Oh, you have to get it. You have to you have to maintain the uh, scheduled maintenance. Now, um, is that scheduled maintenance, uh, the, the, the pay on that, is that... Uh, discounted because you're leasing or is it still the same no it's going to be the same, same. Okay. and what i and, and what i would advise people to do is um if you are going to lease uh get the um scheduled maintenance for the full three years of the uh, lease try to get that included in the financing of the lease so that it's already paid for up front so that all you really have to do is take it in and get it done and it's not going to cost you any extra money out of your pocket because you've already bundled that in your uh, financing. There it is there, folks. And and if you're new to this uh, podcast, anytime you hear that coin drop, that's a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of sense we, provided. Yeah, we dropped tips. Jo- dropping golden nuggets out there. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you hear the cash count, that don't really mean nothing. We just like the way that sounds. Yeah, we love that money count. Kind of like <laughs> so we talked about some pros for leasing. Let's talk about the cons now. The cons that I can see right off the back are you never own the vehicle if you're in the ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what's another con we got? I there? would say the biggest con to leasing is you have a restrictions. Uh, you have a restriction on how many miles you can drive per year. Now, no one comes in and audit you per year, so they just pretty much uh, say you 
have up to 12,000 miles per year. So that means that at the end of three years, when you take the car back and you want to get out of the lease, if you have more than 36,000 miles on the vehicle, um, they're going to go to the part of the contract that says for each mile that you went over that 36 miles, that 36,000 miles, now you owe us 25 to 40 cents for each mile you went over. Mm. And that can get very costly, especially if you're living in somewhere like in L.A., Driving to Vegas, driving to Utah. Big city in general. You know, when you're moving around in a big city, it's almost impossible to stay under 12,000 miles a year. This is true. Impossible. Especially with all this traffic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's one of the trappings of uh, getting those leases. So one of the things that I also advise clients too is when you're trying to get a lease, haggle with them on the mileage allowance because I would say that I, I haven't found anyone that will allow you to go over 15,000 miles um, per year which will give you 45,000 miles for the three year lease but that's one of the big areas that I would haggle about trying to get my mileage allowance up from 12,000 a year to 15,000 a year. That sounds like a good plan that sounds mm-hmm. like a real good plan right there thank you for that Cheyenne. And then now another con to leasing is typically when you go to get the uh, car insurance to cover the vehicle because whether you buy a lease, you're still going to have to cover the full, you know, have carry full coverage or insurance. But mm. typically, um, the insurance companies are going to charge you a little bit more if you're only leasing the vehicle. And why is that? Um, it's because you don't own it. Ah, okay. You, you don't own the vehicle, and and they have to bring, they have to um, do what we consider make the car whole again if they know you don't own it because ultimately the dealership still owns it. So something happens, God forbid, like an accident, right. that's more money out of your pocket, therefore more money out of the insurance company's right, pocket. Right, exactly. And so okay. when the insurance company is trying to settle with you as an individual, they typically they typically have more leverage. So they typically get the uh, long end of the stick. But when you're not the one that actually owns the vehicle and the dealership owns it, mm-hmm. the dealership has a more... Um, punch to fighting back so the insurance company is not going to be able to get over on that big dealership like they would do over the deal you know over the individual so that's why it's probably going to cost you a little bit more um in your um, insurance coverage when you're only leasing the vehicle versus uh, buying it outright gotcha that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense now another um element to this for lack of better words uh that i can see being both a pro and a con is the potential opportunity to Purchase the vehicle. Yeah. That can be a pro, um, as you already stated, because you get first dibs on that particular vehicle. That could be a con because in long term, you're paying more for the vehicle, right? Well, it could be a, let me put it this way. It can be a con because you typically don't have a whole lot of say-so in the valuation they put on the vehicle. So Mm. at the end of that three years, when you bring it back, they're going to let their specialist guy take a look at it. He's going to look at the mileage. They're going to inspect it, you know, do all those types of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And then once they do that, they might come back and say, hey, this car now is uh, only valued at $24,000, whereas you might be looking at the Kelly Blue Book and you might be saying, well, according to the blue book value, it should be worth about, you know, 28000 You know, so you, so you we're off $4,000 yeah. here. So you really don't have a whole lot of wiggle room and left. Yeah. And them determining what the valuation of the vehicle is at the end of your lease because that's very subjective. They're going to take a look at the total number of mileage, you know, the wear and tear on the uh, wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to, you know, hook up the uh, machines and have the electronically 
electronic analysis and all of that type of stuff. So you kind of at a disadvantage there. Okay. Okay. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the pros and cons of leasing a vehicle. And then if you want to, you know, another con of leasing is, is that if you want to actually buy it, then the the car dealership will typically kind of beef it up a little bit and try to find penalty because they want you to go over and pay additional expenses so that you can roll that additional cost over into actually now trying to finance the car. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it sound like sound like a big mafia move right there. Sound like yeah. a strong strong little stiff arm, little hold up, you know. You ain't getting this vehicle at the rate you think you're going to get this vehicle. You're going to get this vehicle at the rate that we tell you going to get yeah, this. Yeah, but vehicle. going going down the leasing going down the leasing path at the end of the day, I think um probably uh the second biggest Hold up, time. Hold up now. That ain't came out of nowhere. Just in case the viewers was falling asleep, we just had to wake y'all okay, up a little bit. Okay, <laughs> I like that right there. I know y'all. Not everybody out there is interested in the leasing <laughs> conversation. They want to know about the buying conversation. Yeah. So just just wanted to make sure y'all still there with with this. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say one thing. One last thing about the leasing. This is what you have to take in consideration. I already said that um, the limitation on the uh, number of miles they allow you is probably the biggest con. Mm-hmm. The second biggest con to the um, leasing um, of a vehicle is typically if you buy that vehicle at the end of the lease now you're going to end up spending uh, money on paying a car note for eight consecutive years Mm. because you did 36 months for the lease you brought it back to them they did a valuation of the vehicle and now you have to finance um, the vehicle to buy it outright they're going to come back and offer you the best deal um, if you finance for another 60 months so that's five more years on top of the three you've already paid. So now that's eight years worth of car notes. So yeah. that's the last thing I'll say about that. Eight years worth of car note is basically saying you're paying double, if not triple, the price of the car. Oh, if you do the math out and extend it outright, and if you take care of the car the right way, it shouldn't be double, but you'll probably end up paying. Um, well, with the interest rates. Yeah, with the interest yeah. rates, you'll pay significantly more if you go the lease route first and then decide to buy the car, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to going in and trying to buy the car outright up front. Well, that's a nice transition. Let's talk about the pros and cons of buying a car. And I can start this one out. Okay. I would say some, I would, I'll start with the pros. Okay. Uh, pros for buying a car. Ownership. You own the vehicle. Um, another pro is if you make the payments in a timely manner, you can end up paying the actual face value of the vehicle rather than uh, with the interest rates hike the vehicle up to be. So mm-hmm. if you pay your vehicle yeah. off in a shorter amount of time, you end up paying less in the broad scheme of things for your vehicle. Yeah, your overall payment is going to be less because you uh, paid less in interest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, any more pros there? Um, I'd say the biggest pro that you uh, didn't mention was there are no limitations on the mileage. There it is. <laughs> you there can drive. Is. You can Wherever drive to your heart's desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so long as them wheels is turning, that engine yes. is burning. Yes, sir. <laughs> but guess what else uh, is a, a pro that you didn't uh, mention? Hit me with it. So let's say you buy the car and four months down the road, for whatever reason, you see something else you like. You can actually take that car and sell it and then get out of it right away. 
And you don't need anybody's permission. You don't need to go back to the dealership and go through a lease conversion or any of that stuff. You are paying for the car. So if you want to, if you want to get out of it, you can sell it independently Mm -hmm. or you can go trade it in and get into another vehicle. Okay, so so there's a lot more freedom and flexibility there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Any more pros? Um. If you go in and finance, you finance it for as little, I mean, for as few years as possible, the quicker you can get to driving without a car note. And that's a beautiful thing. If I had to go back, if I was to do an autobiography or a show of my life, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the main reasons that I was able to get ahead in my life early on financially is because I've always had this concept of I do not believe in paying a car note. I believe yeah. in driving without a car note. All I got to do is do the maintenance, put some tires on it every three years, mm-hmm. um, put some uh, gas in the uh, tank, and, uh, you know, drive from there. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you you speaking to my soul on that one, Sean. <laughs> because I got a, you know, I got my car back in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. I want to say I paid it off between 2017 and 18. Mm-hmm. Um, after the, what is that, about a five, five-year stint of mm-hmm. paying a car note? Yes. Ideally, I would think a realistic way to pay off your car would be within the first year or two. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't get taxed with too much interest. Right. So do the math on how much interest I ended up paying, how much out of pocket I ended up paying for my vehicle in the long run. It was more than what the face value of the car was. Probably mm-hmm. be probably about ten grand or fifteen yeah. grand. Typically on a car on a vehicle that's between twenty to twenty five thousand dollars when you look at the financing over the course of five to uh, six years, yeah. you're gonna end up paying somewhere between nine to twelve thousand dollars more, mm-hmm. and that's the interest. And I want to say the face value of my vehicle, fresh off the lot, was about twenty three to twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, in totality, when I finished paying the vehicle off, it was about thirty five to thirty six thousand. So yeah, right, right around that ten to twelve thousand uh, dollar extra. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, you think about all of what I could have done with that ten to thousand, ten to twelve thousand dollars extra of of of, of uh, car payments. That could be a down payment. Yeah. So look, 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 y'all. I didn't get y'all no context, but I'm diving right into the cons. <laughs> we get straight to it. Well, straight let, to it. Let, 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 let's uh, let's make that more digestive for okay. the audience because okay. we don't want to give the appearance that uh, it's normal for uh, you to be able to just walk up and pay for the car cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is true. This so, is true. so let's put that into proper context. So, most of us who who's dealing with uh, uh, needing a vehicle, we're gonna lease or we're gonna own, um, and oftentimes we don't have the full amount to go pay for that mm-hmm. uh, up front, right out of pocket. Ideally, we would. That's and then that's that's kind of why I shared that little quick story with you, because ever since 1994, I believe. That was really the last time I did a car note. Mm. So even with CEO Lashina McCurdy here, when we get, uh, you know, I talked in the past about she gets a new car and I always get her hand me down. Yeah, you did say that. So she, even, she rolling on something nice yeah, right now. Yeah, she's she, she's always <laughs> rolling nice. But even when she's rolling nice, if we need to finance that, we end up typically only financing for twelve to eighteen months. Okay, and even when we're finished paying it off in full because we try to do it 
either cash, all cash up front, or knock it out within 24 months. Mm -hmm. And then after that 24 months, even though we own that vehicle outright, guess what I insist from her? What's that? Look here, babe. You still need to set aside at least $400, $500 a month to go in a savings account or go stashed away. Um, And we're going to still pay ourselves a car note every month because when you start looking around again four years from now and saying you want to upgrade... You got we the need, full amount of the vehicle. Yeah, we got the full amount of the vehicle. You can go buy it out, cash off the lot, fresh, brand yep, new, no and, payment. And you know me, you can hear a quarter breathe when I let it go. So, <laughs> hey, hey, I tell her, what, what, what? Uh, tell me, what are you looking at uh, getting? What do you want? Yeah. And I start doing my research, and I usually uh, do my research for uh, anywhere from sixty to ninety days, mm-hmm. and then I narrow it down to a few dealerships, and then I go in and I talk to each one of those dealerships, see where I can get the best deal. Start talking about, you know, um, what are the basic things that are going to come, what additions we want on it, and all those types of things. I get a general idea. Of what it's really going to cost us. And then at that point in time, I tell the dealerships like, hey, sometimes in the month of so-and-so, so-and-so, I'm going to come in and I want to buy the car. There it is. And I go in and let them, you know, do the sales pitch. And and, and I kind of um, come in um, with an arrogant attitude. Right. And this is not what I'm promoting to the audience, but I basically come in. Well, that's because you know you got the upper hand. You can. Yeah, I, I, I have gonna basically buy it out cash. Yeah, I have, I have the leverage. So the minute they come up to me and they start talking about, well, how much do you want to pay a month on your car note? Look here, partner. Don't worry about my car note. Yeah, I need you to go talk to that dude behind the partition that I know you're gonna go talk to, mm-hmm. so that he can go talk to whoever he need to talk to, so that y'all can let me know what is the total cost of this vehicle that Shine. I'm about to buy. You got the show. <laughs> you know, you know, I go in there and I'm like that, but you know, I'm a I'm, I'm a professional negotiator Absolutely. by trade. Absolutely. So I go ahead and chop them down, chop them off at the knees right away. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to play this here clack, game clack. with you. And then, if anything, what I will do is, when I get them to give me the best price that I think I'm going to get, um, I will entertain the idea of financing, and I will even go through the entire finance process with them. And then I will go ahead and do the transaction, and then 21 days later, I'll go ahead and cut the check and pay it off in full. That's it. And you're getting it at a lower rate than probably yes. the face value off the lot. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. That, 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 that's how I roll. Start of war it. right there. But I don't uh, <laughs> like. I said I don't like the uh, car note. Yeah. And and neither uh, did I. Yeah. And even even uh, we're gonna talk about this here later on. But even if we ever got in a position to where um, we didn't have the lead time, because you know I always have uh, several cars in the uh, driveway anyway. So I'm not in a uh, at a position of desperation where Soto some people's flex. engine you know go out and they need a car like the next day. Soto flex. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't do that. So I have the time to play this here four to six month leverage and research and uh-huh. all of that type of stuff. But if I was ever to run out of 
time and I didn't have that time at a bare minimum, what I would do is I would go to a rental car place and just rent a car for two or three months. Okay. I would, what I would never do is rush into uh, just buy a vehicle when you're not in a vehicle. position to purchase one. Right. And I'm not in a position of strength of, uh, uh, to do it. And I just have to take whatever the deal. Because, you know, the dealership is going to come back at you. Mm-hmm. Where we ran your credit score and, you know, it's only 660. And because it's 660, we can only finance you at 18 point. Man, get out of here with that. <laughs> food. I ain't try- I'm not trying to hear that at all. So. I ain't mad at that at all. So before we segue into this third option that you just mentioned of uh, Mm -hmm. short-term rentals, essentially, um, I'd like to talk about... uh, the, the the pros and cons of buying a lease. I'm sorry, buying a vehicle. Um, let's let's just draw them out real quick. The pros again. Mm-hmm. So what we got first? Ownership of the vehicle. No mileage limitation. No mileage limitation. You can sell it whenever you want to. Whenever you want to. <laughs> and then you can pay it off really quick. That's it. Drive without a car note. That's it. Now, right. now, but if you're gonna buy, let's jump over on the con side. Yeah, let's do it. So typically, you're gonna have to come up with a hard down payment. Mm-hmm. More so, money up front. Yeah, more money up front. And then you're going to have to, uh, um, you know, go through the title. Um, what's that? The TTL, um, title tax and licenses and get the license plate. And that takes, mm-hmm. you know, a few, uh, you know, a few weeks for it to come through. You when you lease the dealership deals with all of that stuff. Right. When you own outright that that onus is on you to take care of um, all of that stuff, which could potentially be more money out of pocket. Yes. Um, Another con since we're talking about more money out of pocket. But I would say the biggest con to when you buy it outright is as soon as you drive it off the lot, the depreciation it, it, it depreciates value is 15, 15 to 20%. 20%. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that is the kiss of death because if you drive <laughs> it off that lot and then you get in an accident that same week, now you're trying to say, now you're trying to resolve it with the insurance companies. And we know. Back in the day, the insurance company used to would just replace that vehicle for you. They don't do that no more. Nah. They was like, nah, we're going to go to this Kelly Blue Book value, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and total this car out here that you paid 38000 for, but now, you know, the Blue Book value on it is saying that it's only thirty one. so now you shortchange $7,000, and that's why- And you out of a vehicle. You out of a vehicle, and you just put all that cash down. So, you know, mm. a lot of people now, when you do the car insurance, they talk about getting that gap insurance. Yep. That gap insurance is to cover that big difference. We're talking about the baby gap, either. <laughs> yeah, that's that gap, because when you drive it off the lot and you- have purchased it, that depreciation kicks in right away. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the biggest uh, uh, con. And then another one, if you're not a, able to make those payments and pay the vehicle off within a year to two year time frame, you're looking at a lot of interest being paid Pay, yeah. and accumulated over those Paying a lot of interest, years. yeah. And then you're, st- you're kind of you're kind of married to the vehicle now. So mm-hmm. uh, if next year, you know, a funky, fresh new model come out, and you want that, you kind of stuck with, you know, <laughs> you, you now you got to go try to sell this because I want it. And I've seen it happen a million times and I've seen it happen uh, a lot with uh, uh, athletes and stuff mm-hmm. where they get one vehicle and they's like, ooh, this sweet right here. And then three months later, something else come out like, ooh, that's sweet too. So trying I got to keep up with the Joneses, Yeah, trying man. to keep up with those Joneses. So. Keep up with yourself. Just be appreciative and grateful for what you got. Man, you know, everybody don't have it in 
do it. They, <laughs> they they don't have it in them to do it. But you know that's that that that's uh, uh the the, the uh, short order of the rundowns of you know the cons. So mm-hmm. there are some downsides to it. Um and and like I said, it's just personal preference. Some people like to be uh, in, in the latest and greatest all the time. Mm-hmm. At least probably would be more suitable for you if you want to upgrade every three years. Now, he, now, 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 here on this uh, podcast, we 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 love to empower the people with knowledge and provide them with the sense to mm-hmm. make these decisions in life financially right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also like to talk about assets versus liabilities, and typically vehicles are liabilities. But isn't there a way to make a vehicle an asset, Shion? Uh So the vehicle is an asset in itself. It's just whether or not it's a negative or a positive asset. Now, so how it, do we make it a positive asset? Now, we, man, you know, off air some time ago, we was talking about vehicles and businesses and yeah, well that, assets to the company. You have the, if and, that vehicle is generating revenue for mm-hmm. you and is making money come into your pocket, mm. and at the end of the day, after you pay your monthly note mm-hmm. um, and you offset that with the money that that vehicle is generating, then now you have a positive asset. So that vehicle is doing something for you then. There it is. So that, that's something totally different. Now, also on the topic of business and vehicle being an asset. Mm-hmm. Isn't there something, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a way to purchase a vehicle through the company where it becomes an asset to the company versus a liability yeah, in absolutely. terms of the value of the vehicle? Yeah, well, the, the value won't change, but if you buy the uh, vehicle as an asset of the company in the company's name, it's a write off. Uh, then you're going to be able to add that car to your balance sheet. Uh-huh. And on your balance sheet, it's going to show as an asset or a lot, you know, the vehicle is going to show as an asset, but then the balance due on it is going to show as a liability because you have to make the payments on that. Right. Um, But then you get to depreciate that vehicle and write Mm -hmm. it off completely. Mm hmm. Is that what we're talking about here? That's exactly what we're talking about. I got a little quiet and let that extended <laughs> yeah. pause get in there because I needed that to sink in. Yeah, definitely. So, and and I've uh, in 2020, um, if I had the time to count, just off the top of my head, I would say at least I think 12, 11 or 12 different clients I've worked with have actually gone that route where they've like, yeah, I'm gonna go through the process. I'm going to set up my LLC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get all the proper business licenses in place. And then when I go down, you know, to the bank, I'm going to be able to open up an actual uh, business account. Um, and then when I go down to the dealership, I'm going to purchase the vehicle, but I'm going to purchase the, the vehicle in my business name, not in my personal name. And that makes that an asset for the business. There it is. Then you get to add it to the balance sheet and then you get to uh, depreciate. So even if you're making revenue in whatever profession you are, at the end of the day, you get to offset that revenue with the depreciation and the car notes and the maintenance of owning that vehicle uh, as part of the company. Mm-hmm. And, and that allows you to reduce your revenue uh, with the expenses. And then now your net profit or your income from the company, you are at a lower taxable income level. In other words, folks, when you do your taxes and you have a business mm-hmm. and you make a profit, you have to pay taxes on that profit. Yes. Now you can decide to go get a new vehicle. That would be whatever price range you want. Mm-hmm. That'd be an extra toy that you now own versus having to pay that money to the government. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. But keep in mind, though, if you want to go 
do the vehicle through your business, then you have to have a legitimate business. Right. There's so, got to be a need for the vehicle yeah, do, yeah, and, a, do, yeah. and a legitimate business. Yeah. So I, I advise uh, people that are in the real estate game, mm-hmm. um, any type of uh, any type of company that requires Events, a vehicle, yeah, to go services, back and forth, delivery, um, and production and, companies. And I'm quite sure quite a few people in the uh, Uber and Lyft game now. Absolutely. They've caught on to that because now Uber and Lyft, uh, they have divisions where if you don't have a modern enough vehicle, they can lease that vehicle to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use that vehicle to go out and earn money doing Uber and Lyft and use you'll get the offset all of that stuff. Forgive my naivety or my ignorance, uh, but are Uber and Lyft drivers now considered independent contractors? Was that something we that was on the docket to vote for recently? Yeah, it was on the docket and I'm not even sure I didn't follow, but I do I do believe that they are trying to make it to where the Uber drivers are going to be employees uh-huh. instead of independent um, gotcha. contractors. But now there are some pros and cons to that too, yeah. though, because once you become an employee, you can't write that off. You can, you don't get to write all of those expenses off. But you might have benefits, which yeah, is always yeah. Good. You get the benefits and everything. So being an independent contractor um, that allows you to set up, you know, the whole I'm a I'm a separate entity over here, and now I want to uh, put my vehicle on. on on my balance sheet and I want to depreciate the car note, the fuel, the maintenance, mm-hmm. the depreciation, all of that stuff. I want to be able to write all of that stuff off. You can do that as an independent contractor. You can't do that as an employee. So it's a matter of the people that are out there fighting one way or the other, the ones that want Uber and Lyft to deem them drivers um, employees, those are the folks that are fighting because they want the medical and dental benefits and, you know, the, the retirement accounts and everything. There are some people that want to remain an independent contractor because they get to use that to offset a lot of their revenue with those expenses. Understood. Understood. Thank I didn't you. confuse you with that. Did no, I? no, no. I was okay. getting ready to say thank you. That was a, a good way to clear it up for our, for our listeners. Now, we've talked about leasing versus buying a car and the pros mm-hmm. and cons of both. Um, I had stopped you a minute ago as we were getting ready to segue into the third option. Mm-hmm. Uh, Short term rental. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that as a third option. This is a new concept to me. Uh, so it's probably a new concept to you only because I'm presenting it to you in the form of it making dollars and cents mm-hmm. because whether you lease or you purchase Look, outright, Quick, I need to get that on the sound. <laughs> it don't make dollars. It don't make sense. Oh, did I just quote somebody? Yeah. Okay. okay. Next episode, y'all, we going up. <laughs> All right. It don't make dollars. It don't make sense. Gotcha. I have to research that. I don't need, I'm not even familiar with that. One. <laughs> but, but anyway, when you, whether you lease or whether you uh, own outright, mm-hmm. you're going to have to come up with that down payment. And typically that down payment is going to be somewhere between, between 10 to 20 percent. Um, you know, that's a big chunk of money. Um, but if you don't have that up front to go get into a lease or or, or um, go buy your car and finance it outright. Mm-hmm. Um, the third option that I always advise clients on also is, you know what? Go down to budget, dollar, whoever, and just rent you a car. 
Have you ever seen people whose engine blow and then they get the car towed yeah. and then they go to the mechanic, hey, this is shot, and then, you know, the next day they down at the dealership and they take the first thing that they can offer them. And then when you look at all the paperwork, they're, they're financing an eight-year-old car at 29% interest and they're paying for a car that's probably been paid for three times over. How many times have you seen that situation? Too many to count. Yeah, I've seen that. It's a uh, very unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. So you you know you end up getting a car that already has one hundred fifty thousand miles on it with a whole bunch of wear and tear because you went to one of those here. Um, what do they call them? Buy here, pay here spots, mm -hmm. and you get jammed up like that a lot. And I tell our clients, hey, if you're ever in a position where your car goes out and you're in a predicament where you can't rely on the public transportation system, you don't have anyone else in your network to help you out until you get situated with another car, go down and rent your car. And if you can get in there and rent the car, all you really need is a credit card. And depending on how much of a credit limit on there, if you can only rent the car for a week, rent for a week until you kind of get your mind right and then get yourself situated to start taking a look at the various options you have out there to go get you your transportation. Now, if, listen, folks, I know those who are just tuning into the I Got Sense podcast are like, yo, are you telling me to go use credit that I don't have money to pay the credit to, you know, that's not what we're saying here. If you're new to the podcast, we are advocates of having a budget mm -hmm. and knowing what your finances are before you actually go make purchases on your credit card. So before you go even rent a vehicle, make sure your affairs are, are in order. Yeah, make sure you're absolutely. able to afford to rent this vehicle. This yeah. is just another an alternative yeah. solution to not having yeah, but this third on the bus. This third option that I'm talking about here, this is in order for you to mitigate or to avoid making an emotional decision because mm -hmm. we all know whenever we make emotional decisions or whenever we make decisions when we're under duress, those decisions typically uh, come back to bite us. Mm -hmm. they're, they're bad decisions. So do not rush out and go buy or lease a car simply because your current transportation broke down or went out on you and you need something right away. I bridge agree. that bridge that gap by instead going down and renting your car for a few weeks, even if you do need to do it for a few months, um, rent a car. And then once you get yourself together and you get situated, then you are in a position to go make a more logical and sound decision. Does it, is that making sense what I'm saying to you? Crystal clear. People that go in to a dealership and say, I need a car and I need one by tomorrow morning because my engine went out on me, they end up getting screwed over every single time. I haven't met a single person that got a good deal on a, a buying a vehicle that way. And I'd rather you not go that route because once you sign that contract, now they have you locked into what, a 48, 60 month contract? Too long. And then you drive the car off the lot and what happens within 90 days? 15, 20% depreciation. Yep, the car breaks down. Mm. And then we all tend to think that we can default to the lemon law. Guess what? Are you aware that the lemon law only applies to purchasing brand new cars? It does not apply to buying used cars. That's why, <laughs> that's why the used cars always have that big sheet on the window and it has that box checked as is. 
it don't make dollars. It don't, don't make, make sense. sense. There you go. So that that <laughs> that this third option that I'm talking about, yeah, you might end up spending six hundred dollars a month renting a vehicle down at the local rental um, place, but you have control over that. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, yeah, I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta lay out the six hundred this month because I still need a car to get the kids to school, to get to work, to do what I need to do, back and forth, but. You're limited now to only having to spend that $600 maybe one month, no more than two months. Mm-hmm. In that time, you've brought all of the, you, you've bought this extra time so that you can take a look at your situation. You can take a look at how much of a down payment I need. You can go to various different car dealerships and see what vehicles they have available to them. You can run the numbers and then you can make a sound decision taking your time and not rushing into something just because you need a vehicle first thing in the morning. Just go rent a car. How did you like that third option? <laughs> I ain't even got to say nothing. <laughs> I think it's a viable option because I've seen too many of my clients get in that jam where they need need a car. And, you know, I've lived in um, um, all the big cities. So this this probably uh, doesn't sound as logical if you stay in a small town where, mm-hmm. you know, getting around is fairly simple. But hopping on a bike, skateboard, walking around. Yeah, or, you know, catching the bus mm-hmm. uh, might be a little bit more viable. Or you can find a friend or a neighbor to give you a ride to get you by for a few days or a few weeks or so. But in the big city like L.A., big city like Dallas, mm-hmm. D.C., New York, you know, you, 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 you're not going to be able to move around without, without your own set of wheels. So you got to go out there and do what you got to do. But uh, renting a car from the rental place um, for a couple of weeks or a couple of months is a much better option than uh, um, spending extra money doing that rather than going down to a dealership getting screwed over by, um, you know, a car salesman that's out there uh, making another 10000 uh, profit off a car he done um, flipped eight or nine times selling and repossession and that's the crazy thing about it when these dealerships get these vehicles that vehicle's already been bought and paid for multiple times already and they give it to you and with bad terms and conditions and then you try to hold on to it as long as you can but then after a year or so you end up getting frustrated with it and let it go um, or they end up repossessing it and when they put it back on the car lot do you think they change the prices on that vehicle they, they reset it again and they wait for the next person to come down to the lot in desperation and they keep playing that game with um, with the consumers 2020 scams is out there they out there man (laughs) (laughs) that's all i can say yeah and and and, you know i'm currently uh we're currently uh working on um putting together a podcast about doing your due diligence too so Mm -hmm. i won't get into it uh, a whole lot now but uh going into 2021 folks we have the internet uh we are sharing knowledge on the i got sense podcast there's so many um tools and resources out there for us to go get the proper information for us to uh be able to have the uh uh insight and the vision to filter out who's out there scamming who's hustling and get all of the foolishness out of the way and start making uh, better decisions and choices with our money. That's what 2021 is about. It ain't about looking rich no more. We're actually talking about getting rich. That's it. Teaching logical financial literacy fundamentals. So that way individuals know better, do better, 
make their money, make money for them and leverage their money. Absolutely. And that's what we talk about all the time over here at I Got Sense. That's what we about. Yes, sir. Cheyenne. What's going on? DJ Dividends. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Nah, you ain't in oh, trouble, I'm but good. I think we <laughs> touched on a lot today. Yeah, I, I enjoy talking about that today, man. Should we give the people some more or should we have them wait till the next episode? I don't know. You the producer. I think we've done our due diligence <laughs> you, today. You tell me. <laughs> I just follow the orders, man. Nah, I, I, I believe we've gave them enough to digest mm-hmm. and uh, listen to a couple times and, and revisit. And if you guys have any questions on any of the topics that we've covered thus far, please do feel free to drop a comment on our Instagram page. It's mm-hmm. the I Got Sense podcast. It's I Got Sense Podcast at I Got Sense Podcast. Uh, or you can leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Just make sure you subscribe. Uh, share with your family, friends, aunties, uncles. It's holiday season, y'all. Yes, sir. Happy uh, belated holidays, whether it's Kwanzaa, Christmas, and anything I may be missing. Mm-hmm. I know uh, next time you guys will be tuning in to us, it'll be the year 2021. So Ooh, time moving fast, man. It sure is. It sure is. Just think about it. In August of next year, it'll be one year in the podcast. One year in the game. Oh man. We making some moves, huh? Hey, we trying to. Honest T need to move with us though, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and our followers <laughs> our followers are gonna move with us. And uh like you were just saying, we want you all um to continue listening to the podcast. We're sharing the knowledge over here. We're not using any gimmicks. Uh, we're not tricking you into giving us your email accounts. Uh, we're not teasing you and making you uh, click and then read through a whole bunch of stuff that says absolutely nothing. Yeah, we're, we're just giving it to you cut and dry, really. We're, we're giving just... you the knowledge. We're sharing it straight, straightforward. And uh, in exchange for that, we're asking that you continue to follow us. And uh, like Andre always uh, um, asks, man, ask your uh, family, your friends, your coworkers. Your aunties, your uncles. Everybody, man. We really want you all to, uh, uh, while you do enjoy listening, uh, please uh, go over to YouTube and subscribe, follow, like, and all of those different things that you can do on social media. We're trying to grow over here so we can keep this thing going. Yes, sir. And you know, before we wrap it up, I'm going to just treat this like an end of the year recap. Okay. I'm very grateful uh, that we decided to start this podcast, Shine. I'm grateful for our listeners and those who are currently supporting us. Without you all, uh, we wouldn't be motivated to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I had, uh, I've met, I've known Shion for some time now. He's been a great mentor and I'm very appreciative of the information he's provided me to help me to get financially savvy and to grow my business and, and, and brand and whatnot. Um, so Shion, thank you. Oh man, I appreciate that. And you, uh, the young brother out there, uh, bringing me into the future with this innovation and technology, bringing me out of the Fred Flintstone stone ages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that um, as well. This uh the old school, new school right here. Yes, sir. DJ Dividends in the yeah. flesh. I think I just seen Savy D walk by. Yeah, that's your boy Savy D. Oh, he, back in, he back in Cali, man. Uh, he, he told me he was down on the ocean doing something. I don't know what. Yeah, it looked like he's working out, getting in that work. I wouldn't say all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was, though. There it is. Maybe there he was. I ain't mad at it. But yeah, brother, Um, gosh, 2020 is... Pretty much out of wrap. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves out there. Uh, COVID is a real thing. Take care of your health. Yes, Socially distance. Do what you got to do. Um, but again, 
I know we can't necessarily control that element, but you can definitely control your finances. Use this yes. time of downtime, any downtime you got to get your affairs in order financially. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot about generational wealth and creating that, and, and it's important. Uh, we've covered a lot on this podcast this year, so if you had not had a chance to listen to us or if you're just now tuning in, please do revisit the previous episodes. We cover anything from life insurance, mm-hmm. 401k, setting up a bank account, how to get your kids involved in uh, financial literacy at an early age, how to get your family, yourself involved and on the right track financially. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a direct correlation between um, having money problems and stress-related illnesses. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get your financial uh, house in order, you'll uh, notice a direct correlation with um, your level of stress going down and also um, see some uh, healthier outcomes. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I want to highlight, too, while we're on the topic of stress is because Cheyenne introduced to me this new concept of stress. You got bad stresses, which are the ones that he was highlighting to help us alleviate. Mm -hmm. Then you got the good stresses. Yeah. I've been introduced to the good stresses (laughs) as of lately, and I I have to come back down and humble myself and be like, look, you ain't finished stress like this a bad stress. This is a good stress. Appreciate this. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, I'm going to take us out to something I like to rock to after I play this little quick little something for DJ Dividends. What's that you got over there? You you already know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Before we leave, I just want to say Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, everybody. We're going to see a lot of prosperity going into 2021. Yes, we sir. ain't looking rich no more. We getting rich, baby. That's it. I like that. Bring that in. <laughs> Bring that energy in. We ain't looking rich. We getting rich. We getting rich. Love y'all out there. Subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Instagram, I Got Sense Podcast. Subscribe to our channel. That is the I Got Sense Podcast. Let that rock. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, y'all. There you go, what he said over there, folks. Till next year. Peace. Peace, y'all. See y'all next time. Yo, he wanna get involved with me.